I see, I see. You don't have as much bass to your voice as you normally do. We can tune that in post-production. We won't, though. <laughs> Just know, we can do a lot of things in editing, but we don't. <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Okay. Ish. So, I'm your host, Night Demon. Behaving himself in the corner this week is Respawn, but he is joined by his special guest, his wife and his grandma, as you can hear. Um, And the reason Respawn is being quiet is because we have a special guest this week. He's a guardian that has not only saved the last city, but a man who continues to save cities in the real world, fighting fires. It's Blue Screen 42. Welcome to the um, podcast. Thank you, thank you. What up? So speaking of Blue blue Screen, right? You don't live in Florida, do you, Blue? I do not. You do not. Okay. So a a few years back in Orlando, we have Universal Studios, and they have Halloween Horror Nights, right? And back then... It was the whole alien versus predator thing, and uh, nothing scared me, right? And then we walk into one room that's got a bunch of computer screens, and at that point in time, I screamed like a little girl, and everyone behind me screamed like a little girl. And then my friend at the time slapped me in the back of the head and said, what was that for? And I pointed at a screen that had the BSOD, and I said, that is the scariest thing you can see in my line of work. That is terrifying. It helps me categorize who I'm playing with. Most folks don't recognize <laughs> what blue screen means. <laughs> yeah, so to me, your name is terrifying. It, it, it quells fear in my heart more than Crota, okay? So <laughs> It's really great getting an invitation to the cast. I've listened to every one of them, and uh, I love it. And I feel like there are two ways that I'm responsible for this because you guys have been telling me what to do for years. <laughs> and you probably tried recording it for other people. But also that was my that was my whole build for D one. I had two Titans and a Hunter. That was nice. That was my build. No warlocks for me so, in D one. So you gave no warlocks any kind of love. You uh no. Mm. I, I like them to self res in my fire team, but I just never played one. Never even made one. <laughs> I might not be a warlock, but I play one on TV. <laughs> what do you main at the moment, then, Blue? Uh, well, I would say it would be Titan, because okay. uh, when it came down to having very little time in the season of opulence, and I had to choose one character, I chose the Titan to make this set of armor for. So I'm going to go, go with that. So it's back to two Titans and a Hunter again this week, because um, Loser is still not with us. <laughs> That man is living the life. He's off. He's vacationing with his beautiful wife. They're having an amazing He's time. He's going to regret it when he comes back. He said he listened I'm, to the last I'm podcast. Not... He's like, oh, my God, you're berating me already. 
It was like, eh. <laughs> yep. We haven't even got started because guess what? He's awake for Luke Smith's Opus Part 4. And he said in the previous one, if Luke Smith comes out with another, you know, feature length article, he's done. So <laughs> he's going to get payback for missing this one. Because it just, you know, it leaves me to go through it all because Respawn hasn't read anything. I haven't, no. Given Blue the notes like a couple of hours before, so he roughly. <laughs> and on do. top of that, right? So on top of me not having read anything, and me already being, you know, me. <laughs> this is the tired. I only had two hours of sleep because I drove all night. Me, right? So this particular cast might be a little more goofy and confusing than usual, because that's how I'm feeling at the moment. No, 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 no. Faded out. Faded out. If he starts rambling about <laughs> nonsense. He's being faded out. Yeah. You say tired and goofy. That's we right. say I'm not even going to complain real. about it this time because that's that's entirely fair with with how I'm feeling right now, man. <laughs> All right, we got the notes. Oh, yeah, All right, yeah. we got the notes. Info we have added is in yellow. All right. Well, you've added a lot of yellow. That's a lot of yellow. 18 pages. Oh my god. Well, you complained last week. It was nine, so you've got double this week. Yeah, I don't want double. Hmm. Oh, no, did you... just means it's a two-hour show. Then that's it. Did you... If we double nine pages, nine pages equals an hour, <laughs> so eighteen is two hours. <clears throat> All right. So, so should we just dive straight in? With... I want to talk about the new hotness. I'm so looking forward to earning my redacted. I can't wait. <laughs> right now, it's gonna be everything's so redacted. Awesome. It's going to be so awesome. It's all redacted. Until like two or three days before, and then they go, "Oh, this is what we meant." You go, I'm pretty ah. sure it's called redacted. I think the I think it's going to be called redacted. <laughs> Season of everything's redacted. redacted. <laughs> so, respawn. I'll I'll read this to you because you 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 haven't kind of had a chance to look at this. So, Luke Smith has come out with another feature length blog post about seasons in Destiny Two in the third year, and he says, "Hey, everyone." A couple of weeks ago, I did a too many word retrospect of part one, two, and three on the last six months or so of Destiny 2. This covered what we think worked well, what we didn't think worked well, and what we hoped, and some of our thinkings on where Destiny 2 was headed. He then also goes on to say basically, what we're expecting is a Rise of Iron sized expansion in Shadowkeep. So, basically, for those of you who are new to Destiny or were not around for Destiny 1, Rise of Iron was a major expansion. It was so fun. One, and it was released on the 20th of September, 2016. And it was the fourth and final expansion for Destiny which is, 1. Which, by the way, is where the and, uh, some of our favorite guns come from, like the, uh, the, the, the Prime, right? That's, that came in uh, – mm-hmm. yeah. So you were talking about Rise of Iron was a major expansion. I think that was my favorite expansion for D1 because we got some of the best weapons and armor in that expansion, so much so that some of those weapons have already carried over to D2, you know? And I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You know, SIVA was a really big part, for me, of the Destiny franchise. I loved everything about SIVA. I loved the weapons. I loved the armor. I, I even liked the storyline. I don't even play Destiny for the storyline, mm. and I thought it was good, you know? It wasn't my favorite raid, though. I, I don't know. You didn't have yeah. the dark drinker, did you? <laughs> I did. Did you? And I stood in the bubble that I made, and I dark drank that guy a lot. Well, then it was easy. <laughs> What's your problem with the raid? I yep. love that raid. Easy is not necessarily what I'm shooting for. 
Okay. Well, I thought it was a good raid, both in in ease of completion and how it was formed. Going back to what I was saying, I found it quite interesting that Luke Smith was comparing Shadowkeep to Rise of Iron. So I went back and listed everything that we got with Mm -hmm. Rise of Iron. So what we got out of the box was a five-mission campaign and additional missions and quests. So we got King of the Mountain, The Walls Come Down, The Plaguelands, Download Complete, and The Iron Tomb, which were our five um, campaign missions. We then got extra missions on top of that that then finished out the story towards going to the raid. We got a couple of exotic quests. So we got the Kostov, which was an exotic um, auto-rifle. We had a Symbol of Honor, which was the first step in Beauty of Destruction quest. And that then led to the Galahorn, if I'm not wrong. And then PlayStation obviously got their exclusive quest and stuff. They got stuff that nobody else got. Then we had a new patrol location, which was the Plaguelands. A new social space, which was the Iron Temple. So at that point, I think we had three social spaces, didn't we? We had the tower, we had the reef, and then we had the Iron Temple. And then we got some more exotic armor pieces and gear. So we had the Astrocyte first, which is already back. The Dune Marchers, which again are back. The Frosties, the Ophidian Aspects, the Shinobu's, Shinobu's Vows, and Transverse Steps. And the only ones that haven't appeared are the Thagomizers, which were exotic Titan gauntlets uh, that granted extra melee charge and unlocked Striker subclass node on the Amplify tree for free. So that was the only one that hasn't come back. And thank God for that. Because the last thing we need is Titans running around with (laughs) two devastating melees, right? You know it's going to come back, but they're going to rework it where the skill trees are different now. (laughs) Stay away. Oh, man. That Kvostov, though, that was a good auto rifle. I was a big fan of that. Sorry, you just said the Kvostov, and I started thinking of the Kvostov. And then uh, that auto rifle that was like the Kvostov, but it, it, it like chained electricity to all the enemies around him. What was that called? Oh, yeah, no, no, the, the Zello Supercell. That's the one. Oh, my God, that's such an amazing gun. I hope that comes back. That was Taken King, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was, but still. So we had, we had seven exotic armor pieces, and then we had seven exotic weapons. So we had the Koskov. Sorry, the Kostov, which was the auto rifle. We had the Nemesis Star, which was machine gun. You had Outbreak Prime, which is now our Outbreak Perfected. We had the Young Wolf's Howl, which was a sword. The Trespasser, which was like the the Zalo Supercell and um, the Risk Runner, all in one um, in a sidearm. And then we had Year 3 of Thorn and a Year 3 Galahorn. We also then got a raid, which was Wrath of the Machine, which you guys have already spoken about. Then we had three strikes. We had the Wretched Eye, the Devil's Lair, which was Sepkis, Sepkis Perfected, and the Summoning Pits, which was the Abomination Heist. We had, at that point, I think we then had got the artifacts, didn't we, towards the end of Destiny 1, and they had eight different artifacts that we could use that would give us different abilities on all... All our characters. So I do remember one that gave you, um, it always gave you up the the map on your display when you were in looking down sights on your weapon. So a bit like the Hunter um, exotic helmet. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the radar, the uh, knucklehead radar. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So like the knucklehead radar, 
it was literally forever up on your HUD. So that made that exotic, you know, null and void. Nobody ever used that anymore. They just used their artifact. And you could use it on a Titan and a Warlock as well. So, yeah, you had eight artifacts at that point. So you could see where the artifacts have now come from. We had one new Crucible mode, which was Supremacy, which we still have now. And then we got four Crucible maps. So we got the Floating Gardens, Icarus, which was a PlayStation exclusive, Skyline, and the last exit. We got the new enemy faction, which was the Devil Splicers. I suppose this time we're getting another version of the um, Hive, aren't we? We're all thorny and stuff. So we've got that kind of going on. You also had Archon's Forge, which is where you then, you played like a cooperative. It's a bit like Escalation Protocol, wasn't it? You could kind of zone into an area and there could be other Guardians there or there could not. Um, defeated the bosses in this kind of closed area and you've got weapons and armor to drop. Um, you also had new customization options known as ornaments. Um, they came for selected weapons and armor and you acquired them from either Wrath of the Machine Raid or weekly treasure boxes from Eververse. So that's what we got in Rise of Iron. So if Luke Smith is saying we're getting something very similar to that with Shadowkeep, that's quite exciting, isn't it? I mean, I think a lot of people were saying we hope it was going to be kind of along the same lines of Rise of Iron. It sounds like a lot of content. Um, like, you know, later he talks about breaking things into smaller chunks so they can take bigger risks with game changes and be responsive to the feedback. Yeah. Would you think this would be layered on top of that much content or would this get kind of spread out into multiple i think the thing is it's going to be they've already said it's going to be two we're going to get two strikes um they said there's going to be returning crucible maps uh seeing xbox is actually because we place no you're cutting in and out resource Yeah, I'm I'm trying to fix it so that uh, I'm I'm adjusting the sensitivity so that because I'm here and I'm talking directly in my mic, it'll pick me up, but it's not picking up all of the background noise too. Although I could also try that that push to talk thing. Give me a second. go back in the garage and turn the car off <laughs> i mean I, I could but if i do that my my computer battery is not going to last for two hours this podcast might so there's that right no no we can get this done quick can't we look we're already on page three Absolutely. i'm sure we are Absolutely. yes we are <laughs> all right so uh discuss so hopefully we should be expecting the same level of content as it's being compared to Rise of Iron, is that where we were before I started fiddling with the? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I sure hope so, honestly, because that was a lot of content. And then even then, the artifacts. So that's that's something I wanted to point out, because back then, correct me if I'm wrong, but you could keep all of the artifacts and just swap them out as you wanted, right? Like you had a bunch of artifacts yeah. you could use whenever. 
But this time, you have to. And they came with different roles, didn't they? Of like intellect, discipline, and strength. So one week you may have got an intellect, discipline one, and then the the vendor might have sold a discipline, strength one the next week, and it may have been higher in stats than what you'd previously got. So there were that you could see the starting blocks for where they've now kind of streamlined Destiny. See, and they've got say, the idea for kind line. of that's what make... i was that's what i was going to kind of complain about is back then i liked it because depending on what you were going to do you could just swap out for whatever artifact you wanted to use but now you get one artifact per season and when that season's over that artifact is gone you can't hang on to it you can't swap it out if you want you can't do any of that and that i think is kind of a step backwards don't you think well no i mean the original artifacts were they gave you things that negated the reason for having the exotics. Like I was saying with the um, knucklehead radar, it gave you no reason to use the knucklehead radar because all you put on was the artifact and you didn't need that anymore. It just made no sense. So I can understand where they're coming from, but they've taken like the exotic perks off of those and kind of made them more relevant to kind of unlocking to give you more um, playability in the game. So if you want to generate more glimmer, then you'd kind of unlock the first couple of nodes that gives you more glimmer fighting against Vex or right. know, and I, I totally get that. I do. X. But I like the fact that more it would negate exotics. And like you said earlier, yeah, it may have negated the hunter artifact, the knucklehead radar, not artifact, sorry, exotic. But you yeah. can also use that feature on Titans and Warlocks, which they didn't have exotics for or skills for. No. You know? So that was another good thing about it. Yeah, it replaced something on a hunter, which didn't make any sense because a hunter had something else. But you also opened it up for the other two classes. No, I understand. But we're not in Destiny One now. We're in Destiny Two, and they've completely changed everything. All I'm saying is, it seems like a step back. That's all I was saying. Okay, Blue, what do you think? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to get a handle on the the whole artifact idea and, and the idea that there's no cap. No. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? So, definitely going to see some people that are going to, going to, really figure out how to get that thing exploited. I mean, when cheese forever gets on that, (laughs) whatever it is, it's going to. I think a lot of people are going to, you know, completely max it out. But you can't. They haven't. You can't max it out. It's like an MMORPG, right? So you don't have a level cap, but the higher you get, the more let's say experience in this case it takes to get to that next level so yeah i mean it might not have any cap but who knows by level 99 it may take 15 million experience to to level it up again so there's going to be a tapering off point you know yeah yeah and and it's going to allow people i think that's what they're getting at a variety of ways to play the content and that if you have the time and you live for the grind you're going to really yeah be able to take and it's only going to be for this season you know they haven't said for like the next couple of seasons your artifact's going to have no cap on it they may find that they need to put a cap on it and then they'll readjust it and readdress it and let us know you know what they want to do with it you know it is just a test for them at this point this first season i'm kind of hopeful because they were saying that by heading it into seasons they'll be willing to take some more risks and if something comes out to be my new favorite gun they're not going to be nerfing it yeah. they're going to let me have it for the season yeah and, and 
it, you know, she's confronting their biggest problem, which is balance, right? So if you're, you know, if you're making a meta, then that just removes all the balance. Everybody is now using Gallahorn again. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, but maybe I mean, the meta will change more often than what it does. Yeah, I think that's what they're hoping, isn't it? That the meta will change with, you know, the different seasons and the different mods that you can then put into your armor. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing, I think. How long, how long will seasons be? Will, will it be four months? Well, for this you... season, they said it's going to be 10 weeks. So 10 weeks from the 1st of October. That's great. A lot of seasons. So Luke Smith does go on to say that Shadowkeep is where we'll explore how the moon has evolved since we were last there. They've put overhauls to the key game systems, such as armor, that will give you more choice on how you want to play and look. The evolution of the game's difficulty system, starting with the changes to the Nightfall Strikes that you may have seen in the previous or last week at Gamescom. Um, more on that down the road, apparently. The features that make it easier to play with friends, such as New Light and cross-save features. And they're simultaneously deepening the parts of Destiny that they know and love, but also removing the prohibitive stuff that's been uh, from before that's made Destiny hard to play with your friends. So he goes on to want to talk about the philosophies and how seasons are shifting to fit how we tell the stories and move the world forward in the visions of Destiny 2 as a single evolving world. And he says, back in June, they mentioned that one of the ways that we're making it easier for friends to play together is offering everything like a la carte. So um, they're going to give you the chance with each season and you and your friends can choose what you want to play and how you want to play it. And the world will change with every season. Year three will have four fully supported seasons of content Last year's annual pass was only three, but this year you can opt in and out for, you know, you can opt in for 10, they say 10 bucks a season, but I think it's, it's wherever you live, 10 bucks in America. Yeah. You won't have to pay upfront or for the entire year of content with the, the forsaken annual pass. And he says, for your information, the first season in this new vision season of the undying is included with shadow keep. But if you want to just experience Season of Undying, you can grab that a la carte without needing Shadowkeep. So at the moment, you can't buy a la carte. But I know when the 1st of October hits and Shadowkeep is released and the game is then updated, you should then be able to go into whatever system you are and purchase Season of the Undying if you just wanted to buy just that season for itself without having to go and play the Shadowkeep story part and missions and raids and things like that. So you could just buy like the season pass for each season. I know and you say without having to, which is, I'm so excited to do all that stuff. <laughs> I just don't understand. I, I love, uh, you know, we're still going to have season pass, right? So we could, we can pay for everything. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you can pay for other things but, straight out of the gate yeah, right they're, now. They're just trying, to, they're trying to make it easier for people that, let's say, we're, we're adults. We play Destiny as adults. So if we want it, we get it, assuming our wives don't kill us first, right? But let's say you're yep. you're, you're you're an 8-year-old kid that plays Destiny or a 12-year-old kid or whatever, and the only way you get these expansions is by mowing lawns to get money. Well, they might not necessarily, they might not necessarily be able to just afford all of the things. So... 
you know, if all of their friends are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, King's Fall is the greatest or whatever, right? Well, then he wants to buy King's Fall only so that he can play with his friends with that content. It, it sounds like they're, they're, they're opening the different ways you can access the game and still be able to play with your friends without you having to buy all of the things. It's not an all or nothing kind of thing. So it's, it's yeah, like I said, it just sounds like they're opening doors by, by enabling yeah. something like this to happen. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and they're talking about it in exactly the same terms you're using. It's like more ways to play with right, your yeah. friends, and, and you can get them to come in and just do this one thing. You can get them to come in and buy. Sorry, the I, I, I missed half beans. that conversation because I was moving outside to the Louisiana humid and heat. It sounds great, though. <laughs> sounds awesome. Have a beignet. That's going to be better. later today. The wife's already talking about going to the French court. I'm like, it's Saturday. You don't want to go to the French Quarter on a Saturday. But she's not going to listen. We're going to have to go to the French Quarter on a Saturday, and I'm going to hate life. But it is what it is. Anyway. <laughs> the, yeah, oh, my God, the it's a raccoon. They're awesome. There's a raccoon out of here. And it's looking at me. It's awesome. So excited for you. And we'd like to welcome the raccoon so, to the podcast. Hey, as we I've never seen a raccoon in real life, dude. This is weird for me. It's going up to the cat. Dude, is it going to fight the cat? In your life? Yeah, in real life, yeah. Have you not seen one in a zoo? No, not in a zoo. Okay. No, it's eating the cat food, and the cat's just letting them. What? But yeah, you don't want to mess with the raccoons. They have thumbs. They have opposable claws on their thumbs, so they're big trouble. <laughs> they're, they're, Welcome they're back to Raccoon Talk, where we discuss what's <laughs> happening in Respawn's grandma's back garden. It's actually the front yard, but yeah, man. It's like, crikey, look at this raccoon here. It's just taking the cat food. The cat food's just letting him do it. Crikey. Never mind. Um, (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that was kind of glossed over, and you guys have talked about a little bit before, was the, you know, play and look the way you want to. And I'm looking forward to that. I think parody's favorite part of the game. We may not be able to get him into a strike anymore. Well, we didn't cross over it. We've just we talked about it in other podcasts because we don't know exactly how that's going to work. Because I want to wear Escalation yeah. Protocol armor because I think it's gorgeous. Now, does that mean all of our armor, all of the armor is just going to become an ornament token? Or what? So that's why we that's oh, why we kind of glossed over it because we've been over it before and we just don't know how it's going to work. Right. Respawn. What? Listen, focus. focus. If you Think. want Escalation Protocol armor, you need to go back and do escalation. Oh yeah, that, that I know. I know. I know that now. On the first of October. But before, okay, before you know we knew that they were going to revamp all the armor, we didn't know that yet. So we were curious how okay. it was going to work. Okay. I'm hoping, you know, don't want to rehash all the same arguments, no, but no, that they'll they'll have some kind of transmog where you can make the armor that works the way you want it look the way you want it. There's really no reason that you shouldn't be able to customize i mean for, for the next like so, couple of months it's just going to be certain armor pieces that you can then put the eververse stuff on that you earn or have earned so i think they'll probably evolve that over the next couple of years and say right you know all of this is now kind of unlocked and you can put it on as an ornament and make yourself look the way you want to but for now we've kind of only got certain sets that will be able to do that Okay. So continuing on, the world of Destiny 2 changes every season. 
So within each season in Destiny, they want players to feel like they, as a community, are contributing to Destiny as an evolving world. Each season in Destiny has to ride the line between delivering self-contained, self-long world art, sorry, season-long world arts and making a handoff to the next season, which is what Luca alluded to in the last couple of blogs. So together, seasons move the Destiny universe forward. In Season of the Undying, which is the next season, the portal to the Black Garden that was opened as part of the Jacket Quest has awoken the Vex, and they are now pouring out across the surface of the moon. Working with Ikora, players will do something, go somewhere, fight something, and solve a problem, also known redacted. <laughs> really? And by the end of the season, <laughs> by the end of the season, the portals will close, the world state will have changed, and the season's activity connected to it will also go away. Mm -hmm. They say, yet some things will remain. This will just be in time for redacted to kick off the start of season nine, season of dawn. Everyone who plays Destiny will be able to see how the world is different and changes during the season. So no matter whether you're New Light players or your Destiny Shadowkeep owners, everyone will contribute and everybody will kind of see how the world changes. And then once that season's over and done with, we'll have something completely different, you know, going on in that world. Um, those with the season pass will be able to play seasonal match-made activity within the Black Garden for that extra sweet level of goop. Extra level, level of, of sweet gear. Where's your mind? Actually, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> for that, for the extra level of sweet gear. This is similar to the old annual pass access, but the goal is that everyone will be involved in how the world changes. So, I'm kind of thinking this is something that's going to be set in the Black Garden. That's along the same lines of Escalation Protocol, the Archon's Forge, or the Menagerie of this season. That. It'll only be there for a certain short period of time. Maybe like a bit like the um, Haunted Forest or like the EAZ that we've just had. It's going to be there for only for like the, the 10 weeks that we have access to it. And then it's going to go. And they say at the end of the season, your collective actions will have caused the world state to change. And the season's activity connected to those events will also go away. As Blue was saying earlier, doing this allows us to evolve the world narratively but potentially physically as well and it's not possible to keep destiny in a frozen place to allow all the activity all the activities to live forever whilst also changing the world in, in meaningful ways the strategy is to let our team be agile and innovative what are you sending me pictures for i'm not sending you pictures specifically <laughs> i don't want to see pictures of a raccoon <laughs> This is the raccoon podcast. <laughs> it's looking at me now. now. It's like on the table in front of me, and as it's eating, it's showing me its teeth. I'm not entirely sure if I'm safe right now, man. I, I need to see a video of that. Dude, all right, I'll show you. I need oh, to no. you. <laughs> oh, attacking me? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me... No, it's like it's it's like it's baring its teeth at me while it eats, man. It's like it is. I'm telling you. Look, I got a video right here. Bam. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be out during the daytime. There, there's something wrong with that. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This thing is unstable. It's the heat. It's the something. It's the heat. Jiminy Christmas. There you go. It's kind of skinny. There's the raccoon, too. like snarling at me as it's eating, right in front of me. Thank you. Anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I was I wasn't trying to interrupt the podcast. That's why I sent it to the band chat and not the the podcast know, but chat. My phone's bleeping away. I was like, oh. well, that's your fault for leaving the sound on. <laughs> See, <laughs> so we're gonna get some more fun facts about raccoons real quick. Here, let me. Let me tell you. <laughs> By the way, this is all destiny related we just don't know how yet okay it'll tie in in the season of uh shadow keep at some point in time all right you know that one female raccoon can Raccoons can live up to six years, but in captivity, they're good for 10 to 13. It's amazing. Lovely. It comes during the daytime to eat with the cats and dogs, man. What? See, Blue, normally he hasn't got raccoons distracting him. He's just got whatever's in his room distracting him. Now he's got added outside area to distract him. We now have raccoons distracting him. Should I try to pet it? Should I see if it's been domesticated? (laughs) Jesus. There's going to be some national lampoons. Do you have national lampoons over the the pond? You know what I'm talking about, right, Blue? That one scene where the raccoon attacks his face? I know. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> do you think that like America lives in its own little bubble and we don't know what goes on bit, yeah. you know, with national lampoons? Yeah. yeah, that's the American arrogance show. Even though it has been the subject. Right. <laughs> so getting have, back to what Luke I can Smith tell you, going <laughs> yes, on getting back to raccoons. <laughs> Even though it has been the subject of some pretty serious controversy, raccoons can hmm. indeed eat cats, small dogs, and lovely animals, <laughs> kittens are in fatal so, danger if raccoons are <laughs> Anybody out there that's listening that wants to know more about the uh, podcast? We'll put a link in the chat. We'll put a link in the show notes for you to contact either Blue for the facts or Respawn for any testing on the animal that you want done. No, I want to point out that no raccoons were hurt. Look, I can't say that just yet because it's getting closer to me. Just yet. It's legit getting closer to me. <laughs> it's early still. It's, it's early. Back away slowly. What the, okay, it ran away when I raised my voice. Now we're good. <laughs> when I screamed, I could go. It ran away. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, so. Um, Jeez. I came in. Can we please get yeah, back to Destiny? Destiny? Yes. And raccoons. Because people don't want to hear raccoon talk. <laughs> Says you. I'm never getting invited back. Oh. So. Luke was saying, this strategy lets our team be agile and innovative. And they believe that the so Destiny speaking will of things that are big... agile and innovative, did you know that raccoons have opposable thumbs and they can solve problems? And they're very agile. I told you that. This strategy lets our team be agile and innovative. We Just believe that Destiny will grow even better when the world state cha- can change. And that the best Destiny stories are ones that where they say you had to be there when. But while events and activities in the world will come and go as the world evolves, weapons critical to the meta will not be locked into a season for the new players or for players who miss them in that season. So legendaries and exotics that you need to have to say competitive will be re-earnable in future, although not always immediately after that season ends. 
and they will be talking to talk about that. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be talking but, about that much later. So, quick question: um, and this is on that subject, right? On I'm, mm -hmm. I'm on topic, right? So, I was reading the notes, and it said that we're going to get a new exotic heavy bow and a new exotic hand cannon. Again, I believe what it is what it is, but it's restricted to the people that have bought the DLC, right? So, what nope. happened? Nope. Nope. It nope. said nope. it. Nope. It said season pass nope. holders. Nope. 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 It's not restricted. Restricted. Okay. So when it says specifically season pass holders, what does that mean to you, Demon? You're going to make me scroll ahead, aren't you? Just so that I can answer that question that we could have answered later on in the show. It is in. It is later in the show. But the the idea here, where they're going to make things available, like they promised that with the faction items, and then never really realized it. Right. I mean stuff. Came it was what a year or two later, and it's going to be strange. Like some of those prestige items that you guys have been talking about, the pinnacle things that I'm never going to get in PvP that show that you did the grind. Is this mean that they're going to, after someone has done some extraordinary grind, make another easier avenue yeah, for people they, to get to it? Yes, what they're saying? to answer your question, yes, that has been discussed, and they, they have said that they're going to do like they did with the broadsword and something else. And they specified the mountaintop. They said they're going to make the mountaintop and the Wendigo missions easier to obtain the pinnacle weapons. So, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do, it sounds like. But anyway, what I was talking about, let, let's, let's, let's say for a second, later on, right, it is season pass only that gets the bow and the hand cannon. What if those become meta? Will those become available to everyone if they become meta? Like, what is what does this statement mean? And you pay for the you pay for the. Um, I pay to have it here now, kind of pass. Thing. I pay to have it first. Yeah. Gotcha. So you get it first. Is that all your questions? No, that was it. That's it? all I wanted to know. Is is, is how people obtain something that could potentially be meta? Yeah. Fair enough. They say, we wanted a reward system that could standardize some of the reward mechanisms each season, provide a clear values in its rewards, make the value of paid season supers clear, oh, sorry, make the value of paid seasons super clear and allow players predictable progress via XP. We all love the chase, the perfect role, but we all play differently. So year three will add more transparency and predictability while still giving you the rng option for an unexpected gear or role that you didn't know that you loved until you got it and they're going to add <laughs> this whole time he's been quiet he's been looking for a raccoon voice to play <laughs> well played good sir Blue. well played Blue, he doesn't need any encouragement to come off track. <laughs> I didn't realize inviting you on the podcast was just going to make it go off the rails completely. <laughs> the Titan is enabling the hunter. <laughs> Good job. I approve. Jeez. <laughs> so they're going to add two new predictable reward pursuits in Season of Undying. Number one, the seasonal artifact. Woot woot. I, I, I can read some of this, all right? I don't need prior knowledge to read this. You've been reading the last five okay. pages. Take a break. I'm boring the socks off of you. Only a little. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so 
uh, seasonal artifacts. Our first addition to the new seasonal artifact, which is free to all players. This will allow you to further customize your Guardian's build every season by unlocking additional mods to socket in your Armor 2.0 gear. Earning XP just by playing will level up your artifact, letting you unlock the next mod you want for your character. And am I going to the next page button? Get more. There we go. While leveling up and unlocking mods, you will also increase the power of the artifact, which will continue to increase until the end of the season. Yes, it is uncapped. Artifact power adds directly to your overall power and is account-wide. That's nifty. We want the artifact to let us experiment more freely with our sandbox. We want to date new builds, not get them hitched. Oh, <laughs> we want to date new builds, not get them hitched into the forever combat ecosystem. It doesn't have to be forever anymore. Although, I wasn't exactly complaining about the Well of Radiance being forever. Just so you <laughs> The artifact can spotlight some different ways to play each season and introduce new types of perks. While we, and you, can experiment more boldly with new combinations and expressions of power, we want to use the artifact as a mechanic to allow the game to shift some each, oh, to shift some each season. In an action game like Destiny, part of the fun can be discovering new ways to play. Seasonal artifacts and seasonal mods will go away at the end of each season. Boo. It's actually in there. It says boo. I don't know what your notes say, but mine says boo. And the new season will bring a new artifact, new mods, and a new pursuit of power. This way we can try to boulder? We can try to boulder balance yeah. choices. Oh, we can try boulder balance choices. It helps if I can read today. Look at that. I'm talking smack and I can't even read. Blech. This way we can try boulder balance choices each season with the sandbox. And if we get a little wrong, if we get it a little wrong, we'll be more likely to let it ride for the whole season without nerfing your new favorite OP build. I don't believe that for a second, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you know, if it's, if it's OP, they'll get to nerf it. They always do, but whatever. Moving on. Seasonal XP progression. The second predictable reward chase we're adding to the season are the season pass ranks. We want to make sure that each season has multiple complementary reward sources because we all play Destiny differently. You've said that. <clears throat> you love it when they repeat themselves. I you have really, to repeat really don't. And we want to be able to customize our guardians the way we want to. Oh my god, is this guy just like stuck on a loop? Does he just like copy paste and forget that he copy pasted? What the hell? Is this you? I may have copy pasted it just to wind you up. So this is you? You did this? No, no, I didn't. I might have. (laughs) We will continue to have RNG rewards as a part of our activities, and we also want to add a direct track of rewards each season so that you can progress every evening. Now, you know, as someone that has been accused of being narcissistic. You know, I don't know how true it is. Right, the best, the best weapons, right. best weapons. 
Alright, anyway, so the best weapons and armor will still live in the treasure chests of our toughest monsters and villains. But we hope now there will be fewer nights where players feel like they've logged on to Destiny and got nothing done. Grabbing bounties, doing strikes, completing weekly challenges. There are straightforward ways to unlock the season pass ranks when you don't have the time to arrange a raid booth. Or check Google for the right strategies to solve a problem. Or gamble against RNG where it feels like the house always wins. The ranks help our friends in the community who have families and or full-time jobs who are deep in finals territory at college. That's it. That's that's the complete thought. Okay. So um, sometimes you just want to log in, grab some bounties, shoot some aliens or guardians, earn some XP, and chill with your buddies. That's why we've added 100 ranks to earn each season with free and premium track rewards, plus a UX design that's intuitive and familiar if you play other games. When he says UX, does he mean UI? No idea. User experience. I think he's just yeah, he's being crafty. Uh, I got you. I thought he was trying to talk about like the user interface or something. Like, okay, I, it makes I sense. It, I think he okay. is, but he wants it to mean more than that. What I was going to say here is this is what you were asking the question about with the weapons that are coming up. Right. So, okay. did you want to kind of? Yeah. No, I'll read it. Yeah. If if somebody stops you interrupting me, I've. So. Again, pot, kettle. Um, unlike those other games, uh, <clears throat> unlike those other games, you'll make progress by earning XP, doing the things you're already doing in Destiny, defeating monsters, and completing bounties and activities. This is about a new addictive layer of predictable rewards just for playing the game. Here's a look at the Season Pass UI. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe it was a typo. Before. Actually, it's not. I looked it up. It says UX is where science of the player meets the art of the game design. And so everyone on a ah. development team is a designer, not just those with design in their job. Seemingly small choices made by everyone on the team will impact how game experience manifests players. So it's user X experience. User experience. Gotcha. Well done. See, he's proactively Googling stuff we have questions for. Yo, Parody! I think you might be out, bro! <laughs> no, he's not. No. He's a catalyst for you and these blooming raccoon things that go on. Imagine what he does each week. He's already blown his chance to come back. That's it. It's over. I had oh. one shot. I had one. This shot. is one and only chance <laughs> to shot? get his what across. He might have just. You might have all the stuff that you can do. Just go, go for it. Yeah. See. There you go. <laughs> this week, that's gonna be my overlay for the swear words. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Uh, I'll curse like five or ten more times during the stream just for a reason to put no, more right. No, no, no. Oh man, the humidity. I can feel the humidity in the air. That's why I'm coughing so much. It's just so uh, wet humidity. here, man. Oh my god, yeah, Louisiana's always like 80 to 100 pit. 100% humidity. Imagine, right. if you will. Come on. Focus. Walking. Focus. Nobody, nobody wants to imagine. Focus. <laughs> oh, Season yeah. of the Unknown. Right, Season right. pass. Right. Go. Anyway. Um, Shout at me. It's all, a part, it's all a part of the season. 
With every season pass, you'll get everything you'd expect from a Destiny season. New activities, rewards, storyline, etc. Not just the new season rank UI and the rewards tracks. Like I alluded to way back in the first director's cut, we need a more sustainable ways, it says that, uh, to deliver rewards and the season rank UI is a big step in us getting there. So now, with this entire context, <sighs> excuse me, uh, let's look at what this, uh, look, blah, 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 blah. So now, with this entire context, let's look at what you, season pass owners, get in the season of the undying, which again, is included with Shadowkeep. Okay. Season pass owners get access to new seasonal activity, the Vex Offensive, which includes four legendary weapon drops, additional weekly and daily bounties, additional weekly challenges with powerful rewards, a new weapon quest for an exotic bow called the Leviathan's Breath. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the heavy bow that's coming. And Bungie, I'm talking to you. Better have a damn catalyst. That's right. Give me my catalyst for the bow. Whatever. Um, exclusive to Season Pass owners. A new exotic hand cannon called Ariana's Vow. Yeah. Ariana's Vow. Again, another hand cannon because <laughs> why not? <clears throat> uh, an awarded on rank 35 of the free track. What the hell? Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see, I see what they did there. Okay, so exclusive to season pass owners, you get a new hand cannon called Ariana's Vow, which is awarded on rank 35 of the free track and awarded rank 1 of the premium track. Okay, so it is just kind of like a pay-to-get-it-faster kind of deal. All right, cool. Three seasonal legendary armor sets, one for each class. Collect a complete set during the first 25 ranks of the free track. So... How many pieces of armor? There's five pieces of armor plus a class piece, right? So six. You got the head, the chest, the gloves, the boots. The okay, so there's five. Okay. So about one every five ranks, if it's within the first 25, would be my guess. Uh, note, this is yeah. a change from the annual pass where you were required to purchase gear from the season. What I found, I found confusing here was that there's the discussion of having a pinnacle weapon where there's a difficulty level to get it that they're then going to change later so that more people can enjoy it. And here, where you're going to have a season holder get something earlier by spending money that could be earned for free. So it's not pay to win because everybody well, again, can do it eventually, which is good. Yeah, right? I like that's that. what we want. I yeah. think that's good, right? Because people like me that are impatient, I'm going to pay to get it because that's just how I am. People like somebody else might not have the money, but they can still get it and still compete. So I'm a fan, you know, which choice. So I think humans. what this means is there's going to be two tracks, isn't there? There's a top track and a bottom track. There's a free and a pay. And say you're a, yeah. yeah. So if you're a new light player, you can just play through that season pass and at rank 35, you'll get access to the Ariana's um, hand cannon, the exotic hand cannon, that quest. But if you pay for the season pass with Shadowkeep, you get access to it on day one of your oh, first rank up. I bet that's the one that sets you on fire, the sniper hand cannon? Possibly. Yeah, okay, sorry. Continue. 
so yeah there, there are two different tracks there's the free track which will still allow you access to those items but you have to progress up to level 100 like they were saying you know you have to complete the first kind of 35 to get to that point to unlock that one and there is a there is a picture on the um luke smith article and it shows you a rough estimate you know the uh, rank 20 I, I believe you get like 25 shards and then you get something else like 22 um there's a is that about 10,000 glimmer at rank 23 uh, a cloak or a, a bond or a butt cape for level 24 <laughs> exotic engram at 25 so you get all of that on the premium track but you must also get the stuff that you get on the free track as well as the premium if you've bought everything i guess so does that mean if you paid for it, you get everything twice? Well, there are different rewards. So maybe it knows if you paid for the season pass and you've got the premium track, mm -hmm. it knows and it will adjust the rewards. So rather than, at, say, rank 35, you're getting access to another hand cannon, maybe it gives you 10,000 glimmer or something like that. Uh -huh. Or um, an exotic engram or a bright engram. It will just adjust it it'll know that you know you've purchased the, the season pass for that season so this is great podcast stuff but that diagram that he showed the season ui was just more yeah. confusing than yeah i think it has two different rows on it and then the 10 columns uh, it's just well i think the top one is the free track and the bottom one is the paid track that's how it yeah. looks like to me well you you, you don't have to use the paid track but if you purchase shadow keep you do get the first season free. So dun, 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 dun. so there is no free track. <laughs> if, whatever. Well, no, there is because new light players might not want to purchase Shadow Keep and they may just want to play with their friends. They will also get access to those certain things, but at a later stage. Listen, they'll have to do a bit more I grinding. I need you to stop defending the little man, all right? Is you counterproductive to what I'm trying to do here? Moving on. The premium track will get you all three sets on rank one of armor. Okay. Uh, these also drop within the Vex offensive seasonal activity. We're just going to ignore the fact that he's trying to interject. If you want to, if you want versions with higher stat tiers, you need to play the Vex offensive to earn them. Some additional premium track rewards: three universal ornament armor sets, one for each class, an exotic weapon. Ornament, Are you on a steam train or something? A little bit. An exotic weapon ornament. What are you doing? I don't know. I what is that? Now, what is what, man? It's like you're standing next to a steam train. It's letting all the steam out. Oh, those are cicadas, man. Do you not know what a cicada is? I have no idea what you're saying to me right now. Seriously? You don't know what a cicada is? No. What? They're really noisy bugs in Louisiana, really? Florida. Yeah, they're. They're really loud. You've never heard a cicada. Like, have you watched anime and there's really loud... There's the same noises in anime. What is that? Yeah, what the hell is that? Let's get back on track. We can do this. Yeah. We can do it. Okay, so at what point in time did you guys have a hard time hearing me? Some additional, additional premium, premium track. Yeah. Okay. Some additional premium track rewards. Uh, if you hear the cicadas again, let me know because they're just background noise for me. I don't pay attention to them. I'm useful. 
some additional premium track rewards. Three universal ornament armor sets, one for each class. An exotic weapon ornament for Arena's Vow. Two legendary weapon ornaments, a new finisher, an exotic emote, and an exotic chip. Uh, progression or how differently you all play Destiny. For many of us, Destiny 2 is a regular hobby, but now that hobby fits in with our lives. It, blah, blah. For many of us, Destiny 2 is a regular hobby, but how that hobby fits in with our lives is different. Okay. Uh, we have players who play every day. We have players who have 10 to 15 hours a week, and we have players who log in for whatever time they can spare. We want the whole community to be a part of how the world changes every season, and we keep coming back to giving players the choice of how they want to spend their time. Some other games let players buy every rank when the new season begins, but in Destiny, we want your time spent playing the game to matter. We want the first players to unlock a bunch of the sweet stuff to have unlocked it through play, not pay. Some of the players are going to work super hard trying to reach rank 100 as quickly as possible, and we think that's great. I am confused as hell, because he just said that season pass holders get stuff at rank 1 that the other guys don't get until rank 35, and now he's saying he wants everyone to work a little while to get the same stuff. Anybody tracking with that? You know, as I had mentioned, it was it it was the two different courses that they're taking. One where pinnacle weapons can be earned, and then it'll make it easier. And then that there's still a hundred ranks, so everybody's going to benefit from getting to a hundred. You're going to get a specific weapon at w one rank, where a mm -hmm. non-season pass holder will get it at thirty-five. But you're still going to have a hundred ranks worth of rewards you're digging through. You're going to be motivated whether or not you bought the content to get to a hundred. Yeah, I get that. It's just when you said, you know, we want you to have it unlocked via play, not pay. Well, if that was the case, you wouldn't give us a whole bunch of stuff rank one. But whatever. Moving on. To solve this, we are planning to allow season ranks to be purchased as a catch-up mechanic late in the season. We're going to wait and see how players engage with season ranks to make sure it's turned out well before determining exactly when we unlock the ability. So do they mean pay with silver? Do they mean pay with glimmer? Do they mean make it, pay with They make dust? it real clear. Real clear as you go on. Okay. Uh, when are you guys going to take over? I need to attend to a child momentarily. Okay? All right. Well, this is blue screen. And I'm going to carry on. Season of the Undying runs for 10 weeks, and we're currently thinking of enabling this somewhere in the last two to four weeks of the season, meaning that you'll have six or eight weeks of straight play, and then they'll make an option for a person to buy their way into the content. All part of their theme of getting more ways for people to be able to play together. If you were busy and couldn't play for those first five weeks, it's not like the season's over for you. If you have the means, you could buy that content and be able to participate at the same level as your friends. I was concerned that it was pay to play, but it's explained pretty well as it goes on. We know that sometimes life gets in the way and you just want to get the last few rewards before the season ends and everything resets. In the same way that we've been doing seasonal catch up 
for power, we think providing a late-in-the-season rank catch-up makes sense. This initial version is our starting point, and the way we're designed seasons moving forward means that we're going to be able to have the flexibility to tune how this works once we see how Season of the Undying goes. For example, if our internal team tests players playing strikes in a fairly relaxed manner, 18 minutes per strike playtime, with full stacks of bounties, can get a seasonal rank in less than an hour. Every week, Guardians also get rest XP bonuses per account, where the first three ranks are able to triple XP. Playing strikes with full stacks of bounties and rest XP should get 10 ranks in around 8 hours. Our goal in tuning this is for our most committed Destiny players to start on week 1 to reach 100 simply by doing the things they already love spending their time on. If that's not happening, we have the freedom and ability to adjust. We want Destiny to be your home however you want to play and hit 100. You may never want or need to buy a rank. Your seasonal rank also goes away at the end of the season. A new season of ranks and rewards will take its place. And like our seasonal activities, we don't want important gameplay-focused rewards to be inaccessible to players who miss the season. So any legendary or exotic weapons introduced in the season pass will be attainable in future seasons. Those coveted rewards won't be available immediately, but it won't take longer than six months either. More details on that soon. And that very much answers the question about how they had promised factional rewards that they didn't provide for a long, long time. I mean, all they say at the moment is that they're going to be available, but not immediately after the season ends. So, but it could be like what we had with Zer recently with, um, and the Haunted Forest. You remember that um, Celestial Talons told you on the podcast, didn't he, that he got your, what was that, um, Arbalest to drop, didn't he, in a Gambit match. And that's because the Haunted Forest thing had gone away and he hadn't played that during that season. But like a season or two later, it was then available in Engrams for him to then get. And then Zer sold it that following Friday. So it could be things like that that happen. So new light and removing barriers for friends at naught dollars. Well, nothing, basically. You don't pay anything. So you get Destiny 2 Year 1. You get the Expansion 1, which was Curse of Osiris. You get the Expansion 2, which was Warmind. Um, this default version of Destiny 2 will now be called New Light. And on top of the D2 Year 1 available for free with New Light, they're going to make sure that there's plenty of new free content in Season of Undying. And here's some of what the, all the players, even without the Season Pass, can access on October 1st. And they've made a slight alteration to this. It says, all Destiny 2 players, whether you're coming in with New Light or in or are all in on Shadowkeep and Season of Undying, will have access to the following. Patrolling the Moon Destination, the opening mission of Shadowkeep, two strikes. Hey, I, I don't want to interrupt you, especially since I was just listening and not participating, but do you think there's a way you can read this like you're not reading an obituary? 
No. How'd you, what do you mean? You, you're so monotone. It's like you. I'm falling asleep listening to you, dude. <laughs> Put some feeling into it. Some, something, dude. You're just like, you're reading it like a new exotic hand cannon, Arena's Vow. Awarded on rank 35 of the free. That's what you sound like, dude. <laughs> Change the pitch of your voice at least somewhat. Ah, oh, okay. You get patrolling on the moon destination. The opening mission of Shadowkeep. Two new strikes, crucible updates, two returning PvP maps from Destiny 1 era, Widow's Call and Twilight Gap, elimination in Crucible Labs, Armor 2.0 build customization, Eye of the Gate Lord seasonal artifact, two new finishes. Two new pinnacle weapons, one for Gambit, one for Crucible. Three seasonal rank rewards, which include new exotic hand cannon, Ariana's Vow, three legendary armor sets, one per class, two legendary weapons, best of year two, bright engrams, glimmer, and upgrade modules. You know, that changed my mind. Go back to being a robot. (laughs) (sighs) The legendary Uh... armor and weapons that you come with the free seasonal ranks sub blood uh you're you're fading out a lot there uh David. Yep, i know so the legendary okay. armor and weapons that come with the free ranks like a sampler platter for the season pass if you want to find out the best stat rolls for the armor you'll need to play seasonal activities and get the drops but players who just want to collect all of the armor can earn the base version from the free track. As Respawn likes to reiterate several things, we will now go back over Ariana's Vow, which is the new exotic uh. can cannon on the seasonal track. No. It also drops on the free track, but you get it earlier if you have the season pass. They've added a lot of rewards on the free track that are nice quality of life rewards for players, like upgrade modules, which are free infusion. So, Luke Smith wraps up his whole amazing we've just gone through for the last hour with saying, we're still going to have things like holiday events, dungeons and missions, and all the kind of stuff that you like to have as a surprise. It's an evolving and experiment. And hopefully what you've seen lately... Are you talking to them or are you talking to me? I'm talking to you because you said it's an evolving and an experiment instead of it's an evolution and an experiment. Okay. Can you hear them in the background again? Yeah. <laughs> it's an, ah, okay, fine. It's an evolution and an experiment. And hopefully what you've seen lately is what we're going to keep doing, being agile and continuing to make the best decisions for the game along with you. And there expite where our unified seasonal philosophies will let us take Destiny Universe over the next year. So after all of that on Thursday... There was loads and loads of questions that came out about what what can you get in a season pass, what can you not get in a season pass? And Luke Smith went on Twitter and it was in our band chat this morning, just before we started the podcast, which was quite nice, because I was able to go away and kind of find that and put it into this podcast for us to talk about. Because again, Respawn was a bit confused this morning and he needed me to clarify for him. So hopefully this will clarify everything for you. At least I reached out to you as a resource before the podcast. I love you for that. I do. So (laughs) Luke Smith has taken to Twitter to clarify the season pass, saying your season pass and its progress will travel with you with your cross-save guardian, meaning that if you set up cross-save and wherever you play your season pass, you know, whether that be on Xbox, PlayStation, 
PC, you can play it anywhere. And the progress that you make on that artifact and the season pass rank card will be achievable across all platforms. So as long as you've got cross save enabled on those platforms, you don't, you know, you, you don't have to have Shadow Keep on every single system. But if you were going and playing with your friends on the different systems and only owned it on one system, you will still make progress on your artifact and your seasonal pass rank card. Does that explain it for you, Beastborn? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I knew it this morning when I reached out to you guys. It will explain then, but yeah, it's... Okay. It's, it's... So with that, you will still have to purchase the DLC on each platform to play it on. But those three pieces of content that you get, again, seasonal pass the seasonal pass rank card and the artifact are the things that are free that will be going with your guardian on each platform so the standard edition of destiny 2 shadowkeep includes a digital copy of shadowkeep and one season pass so providing the excluded it provides exclusive activities and rewards so if you just purchase the bog standard one that you can get out of the box that's what you get you get a digital copy of the shadowkeep and the season pass for the first season. If you buy the digital deluxe item, you get four season passes, each offering a unique set of, exclusive, of exclusives for the seasonal activities, artifacts, and rewards, and the Eris Morn themed exotic emote, ghost shell, and emblem for this season. But you can also buy season passes, like Season of Undying, separately when Shadowkeep launches, for ten dollars, does that make sense? Makes for both sense. of you. It yeah. makes sense. The question, though, if you have a PC and an Xbox account, and you only get the pass on the Xbox account, and you're playing on the PC, and you level up, well, this goes back reward, to what we were talking about. What two podcasts ago? You have to pick one account. You have to pick an account. You can't just if you're going to play separate accounts on PC and Xbox, then they're going to be treated as separate, right? But as soon as you enable cross-save, then it's it's all going to be identical across both of the platforms. See what I'm saying? Or were you asking a different question? He was asking about the artifact in the season pass, weren't You're cross-saved, and one place has a premium track and one place doesn't. See, what I think will happen, What I'm hoping this is what you're asking. So, you're saying that you own, <clears throat> say you own it all on Xbox and you go over to PC to play. So you will make progress whilst playing on PC. That progress, although it won't unlock the premium stuff whilst you're playing on PC, it will unlock the free track. But if you then jump back on Xbox, because you've gone past that point on your seasonal rank pass card, it will automatically go back and unlock what you've previously unlocked because you own it on that system. Does that make sense? So you'll get the reward track yeah. on the system you're on. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So And that is assuming it'll be retroactive you if you're if you own it on that system. So if you make progress on another system, because you don't own the premium track, it won't unlock. But then as soon as you jump on the system that you do own the premium content on, it will unlock retroactively and say, oh, he's done like 10 ranks over on PC. And he's at, say, rank 35 um, mm. for the free and the premium. But when you left Xbox, you're on rank 25. It'll unlock from 25 up to 35. 
and then you can pick up those rewards. Hopefully, that's what that's what's going to work. Hopefully, and hopefully that's cleared everything Again, up for assuming our Assuming Bungie did the programming right. <laughs> Well, th that should be the way that it works. If they're saying that you make progress across no matter what platform, it should be, you know, as soon as you jump on the platform you actually own that parts on, it should be unlocked for you. So how's that? That's We're great. doing well. We are more than halfway through the show. Blue, would you mind standing in for parody this week and reading his um, patch note previews or hotfix things that he's got to do? Uh, That'd be much appreciated. I'd be happy to. I'm looking at this week at Bungie. Where's that section? It's just like Parody's below. hot fix preview. We miss you, Parody. Basically, I hope you're having a good time. No, we're not. Basically, <laughs> this week at Bungie. <laughs> oh, for the 29th of August. <laughs> we were all thinking it, let's be honest. <laughs> all right. They are off to PAX West. They say every summer we find ourselves talking about Destiny. And at the end of our journey, right before Destiny 2 launch, or right before Destiny launches, we make our final stop in our own backyard, and we wouldn't have it any other way. PAX West holds a special place in the hearts. It's a show where more developers from Bungie get to interact with people who play the game than any other. They also then go on to say the Bungie store has got some rewards for you, some special things that have just come in for PAX. And this is your opportunity to grab some Shadowkeep loot before it becomes available online. So if you're down at PAX West, you can grab it whilst you're there. Um, our away team will even stock some PAX exclusive items available to those who attend. And most of those come with emblems, it looks like, as well. So if you purchase the item, you'll get an exclusive emblem in-game. Okay. No, uh, okay. I, I, dozed, I dozed off there for a minute because all of that was... Boring. That is um that is my monotone this week at Bungie. Thank you <laughs> for listening this week. Oh, you get a hot fix preview. Oh, <gasps> all right, Blue, go. Screaming raccoons and everything. And standing in for parody is Blue Screen and screaming raccoons. Cue the raccoons. We miss you, parody. So, in parodies. No. Hotfix preview this week. We have quality of life on the mind as Destiny 2 Hotfix 2.5.2.2 approaches for next Tuesday. Next week, Hotfix 2.5.2.2 will become available to players in Destiny 2. Hotfix makes several targeted quality of life improvements to the Destiny 2 experience, including changes to the quests for Windigo GL3 and the mountaintop pinnacle grenade launchers. For the Windigo GL3, you're going to have grenade launcher kills worth 100% more for each objective. The death penalty will no longer exist for the final objective, and the grenade launcher multi-kills grant 50% more progress. Completing playlist strikes grants a significant amount of progress towards the final objective. I think we can agree that's going to be a lot easier to get. No, no, it's it, that's easy, but I've already got the Wendigo. Did you look at the mountaintop changes yet? About to about that to read is... it. It's <laughs> amazing. Dude, read it. Come. Read it. I don't have ready? it yet. Are you but... ready? Oh my God. Go ahead. Are you ready? The mountaintop yeah, quest yeah, sorry, changes. Sorry, sorry. The required number of multi kills has been reduced from 200 to 75. The required number of medals has been reduced from 100 to 25. And points earned in competitive have been further increased relative to other PvP modes. 
roughly one time for quick play, two time for Iron Banner, and three times for comp. That is going to make it accessible to folks that look a lot like blue screen. Those are welcome changes. <laughs> I'm so glad they told us this about the Iron Banner during the last week of Iron Banner. No, but there's another Iron Banner uh, that's coming up. There, there will be more. Okay. But still. More. All right, so I'm going to say this. Praising you as our Lord and Savior, Night Demon. Um, I don't have the mountaintop, right? But I would think, and those of you out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. But as a player who would have grinded for the mountaintop, I would be at these changes. You would be what? Sorry? I would be very, very angry at these changes. Okay. Because it's like, I don't know. If you have a pulse and you play competitive, you get the mountaintop. That's what this looks like to me now. It's, you know? If this is, I think, the first taste of what they're talking about, where there's a meta, they want it to be available later to the rest of the community that wouldn't be able to obtain it in the beginning. So the, this, I, that's I exactly what that. we've been talking about for the large part of this podcast. And this is the first I, I, taste. I, I, do, I do get that. But that's, that is a significant nerf to the freaking quest. You know? They're I, making I mean, it available. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. As a person that doesn't have it yet, I'm glad because it's going to make it easier for me to get. But if I was somebody that did the long-ass grind to get it, and then I see that everything has been decreased such a huge amount, oh, I would lose all of my everything at this point. But you're saying that. It's, it's very similar to how they're doing the battle pass that we're kind of going to do in Shadowkeep, isn't it? Yes. You know, there's the free track. And then there's the exclusive track. Those guys that have actually got the mountaintop and worked towards it, they've had it for you know some time, and they've used it and they've enjoyed it. Now comes the point where it's then going to be accessible for everybody else. Destiny's got good good balance, but there are superior weapons and there are mini metas. But there's it's a good enough game that you still have a skill gap, right? I can go up against somebody they, if they gave me a recluse and a mountaintop for free. And I went up against somebody who got that in the first month they were available. I don't like my odds, right? I think, I right. think there's still a skill gap in the game. So, okay, now I have that great weapon and I can enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's reasonable after Mountaintop's been out for months and months to make it available. It's not like yeah, they're I mean, selling you, it to me. For a hundred dollars, the same day, the same day that you <laughs> get, work. Like, like you said about the skill gap, right? It also it also helps to understand the weapon. Because yeah. when I was doing the Wendigo, I, I had like a rocket launcher in every in every Bad slot, launcher. and it was just going painfully slow. Yeah, sorry, and it was going painfully slow. And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just try the fighting line, right? And never having used the fighting line before, I had the catalyst just because I picked it up somewhere, right? I didn't know anything about it, so I just thought it was like a POS thing, because I took it into PvP once, and a direct hit didn't kill a Guardian. I'm like, are you serious? And then I put it away, never touch it again. And when I pulled it back out, I realized, hey, you know, you can detonate it whenever you want to, and you literally never run out of ammo. And once I saw those things, I was like, holy crap. So there's a skill gap and a knowledge to how the weapon works, and I completely agree with what you said, is basically what I'm saying, uh, Blue. Uh, you know, somebody that just gets it versus somebody that's been playing with it for a while, it's not going to be the same level of competition. He actually, right? He addressed so, the same um, same weapon, the the fighting lion, which I kind of fell in love with when I got the catalyst. 
and I uh, I stopped aiming down sight. Right? If you fire, if you hip fire that thing, it's amazing. It's really easy to target. You can get direct hits, kill things, blow it up whenever you want. And I wouldn't have gotten it. And the same is true for for these. So it's it's not pay to play. It doesn't take away the prestige of of me being killed by a mountaintop all these weeks before it was available to me. And it's still it's not free. I have to get seventy five multi kills. I gotta I have to head into competitive, right? So it's 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 good. Yeah, but is is the multi kills inside of PvP? It probably is. Yes, huh? it's it is. It's a, a PvP, PvP thing. Yeah. So multi kills in PvP for me is that's rare. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I hardly ever see two guardians standing next to each other that aren't already shooting me. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's hard to get the double kill, and then the the medals is getting three kills. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be three kills. All on the you know in the same go, it can be you get one kill, walk around the map, get another kill. As long as you don't die and get another kill, that's when you get the medal, the um, calculated trajectory. So that again is still quite hard to get twenty five at the moment. I'm is that the only medal that that will yes that will increase that yes. Are you kidding? Me? Which is why hard it's quite hard to get a hundred at the moment. I'm currently sitting on fourteen, so I've got to get another you know eleven medals. Um, I've also then got to get another 30 opponents rapidly defeated to actually get that. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if they've changed the final blows. It was 750 final blows in Crucible. Again, it could still be left at that, but the other two items have been changed. I it's think quite a hard quest. It's still going to be hard. Yeah. I think it still will be offensive. I think there are people uh, like, like you that will be because they got it and they don't think anybody that didn't get 200 multi-kills should have it, but the idea is, is to have more people play in the game. And if you're, say, you know, if you missed that and it just was something that I was never going to go for, and now I might go for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You see, I'm... That's what I was thinking. Too. I'm not in the a kind of elitist train of thought, to be honest. I grinded out, I got my... Recluse, and I got my Luna's Howl. I am got no problem with them shortening that quest or making it easier for other Guardians to get. To make it fairer across the board for everybody to have those weapons, yes, there's kind of there's got to be some kind of grind there. But if they made the quest easier for everybody to achieve them, I don't see the problem with that. I mean, I've I've earned it. I've got well, that, it. That's just because you're a communist. And that's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Parody would be moving on now. Cue music for the full 2522 patch notes as soon as they are available. Stay tuned to our updates page. Players who observe issues during any maintenance window should report them to the pound sign help forum. Link in the show notes. Preparing for PC migration. When the launches of Shadowkeep and New Light on October 1, Destiny 2 on PC is migrating from Battle.net to Steam. Players who want to prepare their account for this upcoming migration should visit PC Move page to get started. PC players who link a Steam account to their Bungie.net profile will be fully prepared to have their Guardians, game licenses, and Silver transferred to their Steam account on October 1. Battle.net purchases September 3. 
On September 3, Destiny 2 game content and Destiny 2 Silver will no longer be available for purchase on Battle.net Shop. Also, on September 3, Destiny 2 Forsaken Character Boosts will no longer be available for purchase on any platform. On October 1, players who wish to accelerate their Destiny 2 experience straight into the end game will find that all characters, new and old, are auto-leveled to 750 power. Paired with optimized new player experience in new light, players will be able to jump into endgame activities faster than ever. For more information, please see our new light link in the page notes. Respawn, you don't want to take this bit, do you? No, he's got silent on this. Hold on, no, stand by, hold on. Um, I was looking up something on Battle.net. Uh, September Community Challenge Mars? Yeah. I, I, I put it back in the notes just to remind everybody it's happening this week. That was all. Reminder! <laughs> you hear that, everybody? Reminder! That means I'm about to repeat something that we have previously discussed. I am urging, nay, begging Demon to put something in the show notes so you can skip this part had you already heard it before. For everyone else, or for the masochists that listen to the show, I will continue to repeat what has already been said. Okay. Reminder! Stop shouting! September Community Challenge, Mars. Don't tell me how to live my life. You're going to be, you know, whether we wanted it or not, don't have to read it verbatim anymore. With the hive on Mars. You don't have to read it verbatim. Just remind people about the challenge next week. Jesus. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be honest here. There's lots of jokes I could make, but that sound that he just made is basically what I'm feeling right now. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. I just I, I can't I can't do this. Okay. Come so <laughs> reminder, the September community challenge is gonna be on Mars. It's gonna be a thing. He said I don't have to read everything else. I so I'm not verbatim. Gonna. Don't read everything verbatim. Okay. I'm not gonna read the word verbatim. I'll read everything else though. Okay. Whether we wanted it or not, we've no. stepped into a war no. with the hive no. on Mars. No. So let's get when does it start, Respawn? It starts September 3rd at 10 and ends September 10th at 10 a.m. PDT. Whatever those mean, nobody cares. Community objectives, once again, 175,000 Wave 7 clears for Escalation Protocol. 300 million Hive murders on Mars. An insignificant number of Mars Nightfalls. I say that because it doesn't actually list it once again. You have to teabag Nacris 150,000 times. You have to skin Zol 100,000 times. And you have to go out and find 300,000 override frequencies. Oh my god, I thought we were done with that. The rewards! You get an emblem. Huzzah. It's an okay-looking emblem. 
It's not bad. You said it was a good one last week. So now this week, yeah. as the weeks go on, it degrades, does it? Okay, listen, it's still a good <laughs> emblem. But now overall, I just feel bad about the whole thing. It's putting a bad taste in my mouth. So even if this was the best emblem in the world of Destiny, I would still be meh because I've got a sour cool emblem, though. I've there already said that. I'm it's got a Siva thing going on. Yeah. No, it was a cool emblem last yeah. week. It's gone down in his uh. estimations this week. <laughs> no, it is a good emblem. I do like the Siva, not the Siva, sorry. I like the Braytech type style stuff. So it's not bad. So you know, what, what's the additional type. thing that we get once we've unlocked all of those? Recently? <sighs> Please. Okay. <clears throat> it also serves as an opportunity for you to further impress Emperor Callus. If the community reaches all of the above goals, Callus's fat ass will unlock additional rewards for a successful menagerie complete. Starting when the goals are met, players will be guaranteed two rewards when slotting their runes and operating the chest. An additional reward will be added each Friday for the remainder of the season. Lovely. Now, Bungie That's have come out. Would... Bungie have come out and said that then there's not going to be kind of any in-game tracker to let the community know, but they will update us every day on like Twitter and you know Instagram and things like that of how we're progressing towards hitting those numbers. So that's something to kind of look forward to. Need a tracker. Got to have a tracker. No, there's no tracker in game. They will make game up a number and go, "Well, you've done this amount." We need this amount. Good. You've only done Make that. Make that number exactly what we need on day one. I like that. Additional um, news. No, and no. You're not reading additional news unless you're going to be <laughs> sensible. It's either... I can be sensible. It's either you being sensible, me being sensible, or you being sensible. Listen, you're never sensible. Okay, so let's just... No, wait. Is that me? Am I the one that's never sensible? Never Somebody sensible. here is never sensible. I'm not saying. Well, I thought Blue was sensible. Oh. He is sensible. He's added quality feedback to this show today. I don't know why you're giving him such a hard time. I greatly appreciate his contributions to the show today. And I think you're being unusually hurtful to a man who's trying his best. Okay? (laughs) Thank you. Point proven. (laughs) DMG. While you won't be able to abandon the mysterious box quest at Shadowkeep launch... Oh my god! What? (laughs) Work is being done for an update later in October. That is... (laughs) How many moons is that? Is it possible, Night Demon? Do you have a way that you can just take his volume and even it out across the podcast? Or is it... Yeah, he can. I try. I try. (sighs) Anyway. From Shadowkeep, enhancement cores will be dismantled, dismantled individually as opposed to entire stacks. Did you guys see that? I was watching, you know, and I'm not going to say the YouTuber's name because I guarantee it's going to be wrong. But I was watching a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how some guy rode into Destiny, and he accidentally deleted his entire stack of, like, 74 cores or something. Yep. That hurts. I, I feel his pain. Uh, no promises about SRL. He sucked. Uh, but the feedback is pra- is passed along. For those that don't know by now, SRL is Sparrow Racing League, a.k.a. the cool thing you get to do in the raid 
that's called oh, I cannot remember it's called Scourge of the Past, where you have the motivated sparrow race with the giant sun behind you. Pretty much the same thing, but without the sun. Okay. Uh, the team has been hard at work on some sandbox quality of life coming in Shadowkeep. One item in particular is the Sunshot and its magazine size. More details are coming when we're closer to it in October. That actually is pretty cool. I think they're probably going to upgrade it to like 11 or 13 rounds, something like that. That'd be cool. Possibly. Uh, A lot better. They have changes coming in Shadowkeep to the competitive playlist, which may make the Mida Malt might a catalyst more accessible what is that catalyst i don't think i have that no you've had to have um, maxed out your glory rank in um competitive and then you get a chance okay, i definitely don't drop. have that so what what, what does it do uh, i haven't have got it. it yeah okay fair enough so it's going to make the mighty catalyst more accessible uh once that's live they'll continue to monitor this feedback um, they have protections in place where AFK players should not receive rewards if sitting idle for too long and will be moved from matches and matchmaking as well. They pass this feedback along to see if they can add additional protections as AFK players negatively impact the experience for everyone else in the lobby. Um, there's a link to the forums. Now, I've heard this being a problem in Gambit and uh, Crucible which is where I'm assuming this is about. But I ask you, are they also talking about the AFK Forge running? When they said matchmaking, that's a matchmaking material uh, endeavor, so I would assume so. Yeah, but they said anytime. they said idle for too long. And if you're idle inside of the Forge, as long as nobody moves or revives you, you won't get kicked. Right? That's the whole point of the AFK farming method. But if you're in a Crucible or Gambit match, yeah, you're going to be idle, and you're going to get kicked. That's already in play, I thought. Uh, yeah, I think people have got rubber bands, and they're putting rubber bands on their controller, and they're going to sleep. Uh, so but they're, no, that doesn't work. They're looking I've, at tried it. It. I've tried okay, it. I've tried it. doesn't work because the input is continuous in that same direction, and it'll still see you as being uh, inactive if, if it doesn't change the direction that it's in. You see what I'm saying? So putting a rubber band on there isn't going to do anything. Whatever people are doing, they're saying in this post that they're going to improve their ability to recognize AFK and remove those people from matchmaking activities. And I would think that the Forge would count for that. I'm hoping it doesn't. That's my personal opinion. Uh, in addition to what you can earn by playing activities in the game, every season of Destiny 2 Gear 3 will have two tracks of rewards as you can rank up. Oh my god! <laughs> Skipping that. Shadowkeep purchase details. When you purchase Shadowkeep, get the season pass for the current season. Example, if you pre-order Shadowkeep, you'll have the season pass. Oh, it, I think you're repeating the first four pages again? Hold on. Let me read ahead. Okay. Uh, you read ahead. Okay, okay. So, a little different. All right, I'll read this one. Uh, if you pre-order Shadowkeep, you have the season pass for season three of The Undying. If you wish to remain on the paid track for future seasons, it will be available as a standalone for $10 purchases. I'm assuming that means $10. If you purchase the digital deluxe edition of Shadowkeep, you'll have a season pass for all seasons in year three. If you do not purchase Shadowkeep, you can spend the $10 for Season of the Undying a la carte and be on the paid track 
for that season. It wasn't there. I added that, but I would assume it would only be for that first season. Um, they are aware of the Iron Banner quest step, Headstrong Cheese. Mm. I am not. I have to check that out. Oh. 3v3 elimination will be available via Crucible Labs when Shadow Cube... Actually, what is that about? I'm assuming you know what it is, Demon. We went over it, like, three or four weeks ago. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, the big deal is that Crucible Labs is coming back. And so elimination in Crucible Labs could bring us closer to certain kind of activity that people have been begging. No, I, I was actually talking about the headstrong cheats for Iron Banner. It's the That's final part of the Iron Banner quest that you can get like a yeah. two stack of wins and then just keep going in and out of orbit and swapping characters and it'll oh, that? progress yeah. that part of the quest rather than you having to actually play. We, we've linked to a Cheese Forever video for the last couple of weeks. When Iron Banner cheese Forever, Guardian! Mm-hmm. Speaking of Cheese Forever, I got some for you guys later. Or maybe Night Demon does. Or perhaps Blue Screen. Somebody's got some for you. <laughs> anyway. Um, 3v3 elimination will be available via Crucible Labs when Shadowkeep launches. They'll have more details on the variations of game mode rule, game mode rules, and that they'll be testing in labs in September. There are a few exacts about PvP that they'll be sharing with you closer to launch. Uh, which maps will be going on hiatus, glory changes, etc. But that is not this week, so they mentioned it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That was a uh, treat. That's why. Right. Uh, Deej, uh, there will be seasonal ranks are not gauged to any activity. Your progress is account-based, unifying all characters. That's awesome. A Kronos. In regards of cross-save and clan slots, there is a bug that's preventing you from leaving clans on inactive accounts. A fix is coming, and it will make buttons available to you to free up the rosters. Cool. Um, Yay! So, My favorite a, part of the um, podcast. Not quite. No, there's some things we got to address that I haven't seen thus far. Oh boy. I sent you a screenshot, Demon. Mm-hmm. Some guy that wants his friend's clan mm-hmm. to be given a shout out. I don't see that in the rest of the pages. So where are we going to do that at? If you scroll down, just scroll down slightly on the notes. Okay. It goes cheese forever, cheese forever, cheese forever. And then what's the title? What does it say? Uh, you can read it. Oh, sure. Hold on, I think I'm... The title is called Respawn's Clan Spotlight. Mm-hmm. I don't have that page. It's the top of the page. It's the top of page 17. Oh, top of page 18. Okay. Last page. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. And then it says, I'm sure you have some details on this respawn. Right. So you're trying to skip ahead. But if you want to do your clan spotlight now, go ahead. Uh, No. Edit this out, because i got to go back inside to get my phone, which is where I took the picture. I don't have it with me. Okay, you do that, and I'll go back and do the um, tips, tricks, and guides. Anything left for me to do, or am I just going to sit quietly and play Raccoon Sounds? Raccoon Sounds! (laughs) (laughs) You can help me go through the tips and tricks. Anything you want. No, 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 no. He is going to help you by playing Raccoon Sounds at opportune moments. Okay? Okay. That is your help. 
So Cool Guy has a console hand cannon guide that goes over all the hand cannons on console. The 110s, the 140s, and the 150s, and the 180s. Um, he shows you the PC comparisons to help explain, and he hopes that this will help you understand how accuracy cone, range, bloom, initial accuracy, final accuracy, fall off, and more, and how it all helps ties together in Destiny 2. He says it's no secret that these hand cannons are great on PC with a mouse, but on console, they're simply you know just using a controller that they can suffer. Hopefully, you'll have a better understanding of after all of it's over. And these are the things that you need to know, things that you um, need to look for when you're looking for like the roles on the weapons. Um, it's a very long video, but it's really worth watching because he goes over like the 110s versus the 140s, 150s, and shows you, you know, pluses and minuses to having like a 110 versus a 180. There's a lot to and, it, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to the video. It's definitely worth watching because it's um, very informative. Um, next, we have Fallout Plays does a best weapon perks. And he's, um, again, going down his rabbit holes of looking at different perks and really taking them apart. With all the changes coming in Shadowkeep and the damage stacking effects that you can use, that you can still use on weapons and using an ability to have a damage buff. He's got a good video going over the weapon perks that he thinks are best. So he looks at multi-kill clip versus kill clip versus rampage versus swashbuckler. And he comparing the best weapon perks for both PvE and PvP uh, in a head-to-head -head contest. And he shows you the, all the durations, all the effects, and all the numbers that you may be looking for. Again, another really good video, and especially seen as we've got all these changes coming in Shadowkeep and they did say that those um, damage stacking on the weapons is going to stay. It's definitely worth looking at to help maximize your new builds that you're going to be putting together in Shadowkeep. So Destiny Fun Police has also put his top five pulse rifles in a video and he goes over why he thinks they're good and he also goes over the perks that he thinks that you should be looking for and what are good to look out for for pvp and some of them you know are kind of these ones that you you kind of know in the back of your head from watching all these other videos you think you know yeah that's a definite thing but um some of the the i mean the pulse rifles that he's picked you wouldn't have thought you know that's a a decent one but he, he explains why he uses it and why it's you know in his top five basically um the also have a pyro gaming video things you didn't know you could do in d2 and in the video pyro teaches you how to warlock relic warlock relic skate he also uses the exotic sword the world line zero to show you how to skate with that he shows you how to kill immune enemies basically he goes to the um, crown of sorrow raid and you have two knights that are spawned in at the beginning and he shows you that you can actually kill those without a damage buff which is really interesting really quite cool um, and i'm just wondering what other um, enemies that that would work on shows you how to grenade jump and he shows you the no gun glitch with like gives you a kind of a theater mode and a few more things that you can do so that's an interesting video um and i think it was a couple of weeks ago we did a jar video on, um, generating mod components um, he's also put another video together for the ultimate prep guide for shadow keep and he goes over all his tips and tricks that he uses at the moment to farm 
bright dust, exotic shards, and mod components in his preparation for Shadowkeep. And there's quite a few good tips in there that's worth a watch. Cheese Forever has three videos that we've this week. Number one is 10 ghost tricks and exploits that you can do. And he goes over different things that you can do, shows you some really cool um, details that you might have missed um, on the ghosts and the projections and things that you can do with them. Number two, tips and tricks on how to hoard items in your vault and on your characters, which can be then converted into Glimmer come Shadowkeep, with the um, Glimmer cap being raised to uh, 250,000. So that's worth a watch because there are maybe some things that you can do to help boost your Glimmer when you first start. And then three, he has a full Eververse stock for the season. And in that video, he breaks down and shows you what is available each week in Eververse, so you can plan ahead for either purchasing silver or bright dust for the rest of the season. And hopefully, Respawn's found his phone and come back to us with his clan spotlight. Indeed, I have, young Master Demon. All right, uh, this message was sent to me on Xbox while I was playing the other day. Um, the gentleman's name is Balanced Relic Three. His friends have a clan called. Shug Knights, and that is S-U-G-E space Knights. Once again, Sierra, Uniform, Golf, Echo, Space, Kilo, November, India, Golf, Hotel, Tango, Sierra. Uh, it's primarily for Xbox, but they are open to invites from any platform. And that's it. Okay. So the guy that contacted you is the contact if anybody needs... Uh... Uh, no, he's not. He's not a part of that clan. He's a part of our clan. Um, okay. Yeah. So he's he's in our clan now, but he said his friends are in a clan called Shug Knights, or Suge Knights, however you want to pronounce that. And uh, yeah, he, his friends wanted him to see if we could do a shout out. For so. Okay. Yeah. So have you got any more details on that, or shall I just find them and put them in the show notes? Uh, that's all I have. He just gave me the name. That's it. Okay. So I will find all that information out for you and put it in the show notes. What is, what is, what is, what is, what is that like supposed to be Zen music? What is that? There you go. Oh. There you go. It, it's competition time. <laughs> Not raccoon time. Not raccoon time. Competition time. Oh, yes. Competition time. All right. It's competition time, guys. No, no raccoons were hurt just yet. We My have demon a is rapidly climbing to the fact that he's about to hunt one down. <laughs> hunt one down, skin it alive. Right. We have a competition. So we'll have this competition and we'll hold it open for a good couple of weeks because I know a lot of people uh, listen yeah. to the show. There, there was like, no fanfare for that, man. You just like, we have a competition. You did, you did the no, and he's, no, that was the intro, but there was no fanfare. You know, there was no excitement. It's like, we have a competition! Dun, 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 dun! Something like that. That's, that's I'll do it fanfare. again. Okay. I'll do it again. We have a competition, guys! So, our good friend Cheese Forever has kindly 
given us a code for the Planet of Peace emblem. And you can redeem this when we give you the code, basically. So what I want from you guys is either to tweet, put it on Instagram or email. Just let us know somehow. I need to know this information. I would like your best intro for the show. So for me to introduce myself and then parody and respawn. So it can be the greatest put down that you can ever have on respawn or parody because he's been, you know, a pain for the last two weeks of not being here and helping me out. Uh-huh. Don't worry about introducing blue screen. He's never getting invited back. <laughs> I'm going to invite you blue. I'm going to try to no. get you back on. Buddy. All right. um, and yeah, the put downs are funny because we enjoy it. Um, but also if you can come up with something that's just good, that isn't necessarily a put down for anybody, you know, I'm not saying no, me it doesn't have to specifically, have to but it, it really should be me specifically. It does have to um, be a put down. It should, it should t- <laughs> yeah, describe no, no two different no. Titans and a hunter. Yeah. I mean, whatever, just any, any intro that you think would be comedic, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I just want something that's funny. What do you think? Funny, funny is good. Whether yeah. it's good, bad, or whatever. Yeah. So we can pick the top three by a vote, and then you can randomize the three to get the emblem. Fair? Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> like Unigrees. <laughs> he so, should have a name. Say, we should name the raccoon. Send, His name should be Billy. He's Ricky Raccoon. Rick, Ricky Raccoon? No, I think that's copyrighted somewhere. It's gotta be copyrighted. Send your entries. <laughs> Trademark. Either on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, uh, or email, and title it Show Opener. Then, you know, put your show opener. The best three that we have will get read out on the show, and then we'll put those three in a hat and pull out one of those names. Yep. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, you dig it. But Good. you do need to give them <laughs> our contact info. So. No, 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 because Parody does that at the end, doesn't he? Oh, no, he doesn't, because he's not here. Right? So that means you got to either fumble through it, because I don't know it. Again, every... Is that it? Do you think we're done? That's it. Is there there any other additional information you think that we need to cover this week, either of you? Yeah, you need to give them a way to contact us with the stuff, dude. I will, because that comes at the end of the show. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm good. That's that's like now. Unless so Blue's got something to add. Unless Demon's well, uh, got something to I'm add. I'm curious. Uh, you know, we've been we crushed our way through the opulence. Now we have this unexpected gap before the new content. How are you going to spend your time in the weeks before we get new content? Um, collecting cores and AFK farming before it's no longer a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna. I'll probably do a bit of AFK forge. Forge farming um, mm-hmm. in the evenings when I'm not playing. Um, when I'm playing, I'll probably be doing as many like enhancement core bounties that I can on each character. Um, trying to stack as much glimmer as I can. Um, I think one of the ways that I found was quite interesting was um, if you're doing bounties and things on a planet and then turning in those materials you're getting stacks and stacks of shaders, which you can then use to then, you know, dismantle into Glimmer. So I think that's another way that I'm going to... I'm just I'm just going to kind of try and stockpile stuff. Um, 
for the next week or so and do a part of those community challenge towards how the many, end of the week when when I'm not many, busy. How uh, many legendary shards do you have? Um, I have... Legendary shards. Uh... While you're looking, the reason I bring it up is because I have I have a little over a thousand, right? Okay. And with the spider, you can turn the shards into planetary materials. You can turn the shards into just straight glimmer, right? Those shards translate into a lot, a lot of stuff. Which is why instead of collecting like the phase glass needles or this or that or the other, I've been turning all of my materials into the spider, getting legendary shards for them because those legendary shards are like a universal currency. You yeah. Know, you can trade those to spider for whatever, including cores. So I've got 1,600 shards. There you go. I've got 315 enhancement cores, 120 mod components. Um, oh, Lord. I've got. Yeah, four thousand weapon parts, um, and then I've got like nearly stacks of nine 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 planetary materials for infusion. So I'll I'll just kind of be doing the same kind of things, just building up stacks for the next couple of weeks. Um, do the community event next week, then I think it's the week after is um, another Iron Banner, I believe. I can't remember the roadmap off the top of my head. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably play the last time banner as much as I can. Um, and then possibly the week before Shadowkeep, I will dismantle anything that I've got left that's bright dust, um, like uh, ghost shells and Eververse items. Then go through my vault and kind of clear down the armor and weapons I don't need. Um, armor, I'd probably be looking specifically for like if i've got a specific build i'll keep that specific build but if it's not part of a build i'll dismantle it um unless it's got something enhanced on it oh and the other thing that i was going to mention and we were talking about this in the band chat the armor 2.0 that you can get from the gunsmith if you've done your solstice gear and it's the first package that you can collect from the gunsmith I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking a bet on this that if you leave it at the gunsmith and then just carry on with the um, Shadowkeep campaign and you'll get Armor 2.0 to drop, I'm thinking that if you leave it with the gunsmith, I mean, you could try on your first character. If you leave it at the gunsmith, go off and do as much grinding as you can possibly. And then once you've got to the point where you can't grind anymore on your first character, maybe then go back to the gunsmith and pick up the Armor 2.0 version of the Solstice Armor. Because I'm thinking that it may power level to the point that you are currently at or just give you a couple more points of light. I mean, there's no harm in leaving it there because if you pick it up when you first go into Shadowkeep, it's going to be 750. It's not going to be 800 drop. It's just going to be a 750. Yeah, but if you, yeah, but the thing is, when you go to him to get like a bounty or whatever, right, as soon as you see the armor, you've locked its light level, right? So that. that means you can't no, no, even go talk. It's to in him. a package. When you go over to speak to him, it's in a it's in a sealed package. You don't pick it up until you actually click on the button. Okay. So if you pick it up when you first go into Shadowkeep, it's going to be seven fifty. So there's no harm in you leaving it there till you've kind of gone through the grind of getting new armor and things. Because if you really want it, you're going to infuse it up anyway. So there's yeah. a chance that it could come out at a higher light level if you pick it up later in the campaign. 
I I see the logic. However, it, it wouldn't I'm hurt you to do it on your first character, and if it works, why well, only have it on one character? So. Well, there you go then. Just yeah. you were going to get armor two point drops from everything else that you're going to be doing in the world. Escalation protocol. Exactly. You're going to be doing loads of other stuff, and you'll get armor two point to drop. It may not be the best stuff, but it still be armor two point mm-hmm. So it's not going to hurt you to leave that set there for a couple fair of days, enough, maybe the week. Fair enough. I'm just saying it'd be my bet based on how Destiny functions that it's going to be locked at some. And from that point, it possibly yeah. could, but then again, if it's locked, and it doesn't matter if you pick it up at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week, it's still going to be seven fifty. And if you want it, and you're going to have to infuse it anyway. So, but if it gives you those extra light points, then you know it's a bonus. For me, it's it's one of the, you know you're absolutely right. There's it's worth doing, but there's certain points where if I min max too much i can suck some of the fun out of the game and i want to i want to get into what that tier two is going to be and get used to how to manipulate those different factors and figure out what i want and how it affects my grenades that's all way back in history right that's d1 stuff basically it's going back to that yeah so i'm just going to kind of Enjoy the game for the next couple of weeks and maybe finish off a couple of quests because I'll probably have to do I haven't managed to do the Shattered Throne this last week, so I'll probably do that on the last week that I can. What about you, Boo? What are you gonna be doing for the next couple of weeks? Well, I'm uh I'm pretty pretty well set for materials. I got sixty five hundred shards and I got three hundred and thirty of those enhancement cores and I got thousands of weapon materials. So I'm going to try to man up and, and destroy all, but you know, the best armor, maybe two sets max per character. It's that's my intent. I'm going to watch the, you know, the pre pair videos and build up glimmer and like the hard thing for me, I think, is going to be getting into the inventory. And there's no reason to believe we're going to get more inventory space, right? Yeah, no, we're not going to. Well, they haven't said. Which is why I think I'm going to have to go through the vault and really, really be kind of ruthless with myself. Yep, I'm chilling at 4.99. It's time for me to do a little spring clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't kept a piece of armor for the last three weeks, except for the solstice stuff. Everything's just destroyed. You've got a pretty clear vault, then. Well, that's nothing new. The vault was already full. <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting in because the stuff I have is good. I, you know, I have a lot of enhanced stuff. I have, I just have a bunch of stuff that I, is going to be very useless at the at the turn of the expansion. That's my plan. Throw stuff out. And with that note, we're going to throw these two out. So, thank you for joining us this week. Your titans have been Night Demon and Blue Screen 42. Your hunter is no one respawns in real life. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can tweet us at two titans underscore hunter. We have a Facebook page that you can go to, which is two titans and a hunter. There's um, a frozen clan that you can join if you feel like it. It's frozen with a Z. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. You can find your favorite guardians on Xbox Live. 
Um, so that's blue as well. You know, just hassle him. He probably wants to need to do, you know, escalation protocol about 20,000 times with parody next week. Um, hopefully you can watch this show on YouTube this week because Lazy Guts will be back and I will make sure that he gets this podcast Monday, Tuesday. So you can have something to watch. We're forcing him to play Monday and Tuesday. So he's got some footage for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and everywhere. Find podcasts are sold. I leave you. So bad at this, dude. I uh, never appreciated parody being here until you try to do the closing, man. It's exactly. like he fumbles over it, but he's got like all these things he could say or whatever. Yeah. But you just you you're. I, I, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be doing it any better, right? But I could damn. deliberately be fumbling this. You, you don't know that. Wait, you're yeah, not already not doing that? <laughs> I deliberately Thanks, fumble man. my way through the whole podcast. I just edit out all the bits <laughs> I accidentally fumble at. Mm-hmm. So again. Anyway. So yeah, available where all your favorite podcasts are sold. <laughs> I leave you. Forever. Trying to get a word in Edgeway's past. Respawn, raccoons, and blue screen. No Thank raccoons. you for listening this week. Just the one. All right. You had one and he had one. Your one made no noise. And his one made all the noise. (laughs) Until next time, Guardians. Bye. Bye! Say goodbye, Blue. Bye, Blue. I had something that I really wanted to say, but now I forgot it. Oh my goodness. Praising you as our Lord and Savior. Night Demon.